Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 1057 The Fan. Gus is unique. You know, Gus is kind of a one-of-a-kind kind of guy, back-wise. He's, just, he's a downhill guy. He covers a lot of ground, gets his pads down. He can make cuts. I mean, he's unique. He's, he's his own kind of guy. There's, every, every back has a different style, and, and Gus's style is very valuable to us. Oh, I felt good. I felt good, and um, I wanted to keep going, and uh, I wish I could have did more, but I feel good. But I'm going to go get back in the tubs, though, and make sure. <laughs> John Harbaugh talking about Gus Edwards and Gus' postgame on Sunday, talking about how he felt after his 16-carry, two-touchdown performance against the Browns. And the Ravens play the Buccaneers tonight, Thursday Night Football. Remember, you can watch that game on Channel 2 locally. You don't need Amazon Prime to watch Thursday Night Football locally. But Gus Edwards was better than we all thought he'd be. Oh, we're live here at the Green Turtle and Gambrels coming out and see us. We'll be here. The station will be here all the way until 8 o'clock because Baltimore game day on Central pregame. So come on out. We'll be here till 8. T-Bone will be here till 8. But Gus Edwards, and he had the 16-carry game coming off the major injury. I don't know that you can lean on him like this four days later when he's coming off that injury, Jason. You wouldn't think so. I mean, again, we didn't see the 16 carries coming. So we're not going to sit here and tell you we know. Um, but if you sort of follow the, their patterns, right, and you study it and you read the tea leaves and you look at how they handled Dobbins and how they handled Ronnie Stanley and how they're handling Tyus Bowser, and we'll see um, by 4 o'clock whether or not he's activated today. But you would think, and we've heard Harbs talk last week about looking at these two games as sort of a cluster, 
right? And how do we get through this cluster of games, not just how do we get through Sunday at home against the Browns? So I think if you throw all that into a pot, stir it around, I don't see 16 to 20 carries for Gus bubbling to the top, but I could be wrong. I would think that they went into that game Sunday looking at that as a T1, I won't say a must-win game, but we're, we're kind of screwed if we lose a game. And so you do whatever you have to do to win that game, which probably involved maybe Gus doing a little more than they thought. And you'd hope that Justice Hill could close it out for you, and I think he was about to close it out for them until he fumbled. Um, and I don't, I'm not buying Kenyon Drake. I don't buy yeah. him in pass protection. I don't buy him as a threat in the run game. That day against the Giants, I think Gigi could have been lined up in the pistol with Lamar, and, and, and he'd have got some yardage. So, but can you go back to Hill because of the fumble and how much? Um, and you ask a lot of him on special teams. You probably don't want Lamar running a ton, but I think he's going to have to, T-Bone. I, I think it, it will be one of the more interesting subplots to this game is how the Ravens sort of handle that rush game Rubik's Cube given the difficulties at play as a road team in a short week. Knowing that they're going to, I think, want to run the ball and play a ball control game, they absolutely will. Are they going to have forty-four carries again, like they did Sunday against the Browns? I don't think so. I don't expect Gus Edwards to approach that sixteen carry mark either. Maybe more around ten. But like you said, Jason, I didn't expect him to play Sunday at all. I thought he was one of the guys that Harbaugh was saying is going to be in the equation with a quick turnaround. So you would expect his carries to decline. I would think Justice Hills are going to go up. I mean, this might be more of a a poor man's, if you will, but a three-headed monster here in addition with Lamar Jackson, who had double-digit carries on Sunday. It was a big-time game, and I think that's why they brought up Gus Edwards. And I think you don't have to go pedal to the metal today in a NFC opponent, but... They're going to be leaning on the run, but Lamar Jackson's going to have a lot more than 16 pass attempts with the beat-up Bucks secondary. Well, well, that's where I was going here. Like this Bucks secondary, everybody's hurt. This should be a game where the Ravens should have some success throwing the football. I'm just concerned based on the way we've watched this passing game the last month. I, I'm not confident they can take advantage of the deficiencies on the Tampa side. I'm not either, um, and I'm not sure that. A short week with no practice with a beat-up quarterback and Mark Andrews who hasn't – he played Sunday, but he was held in check, and he hasn't practiced in basically what will amount to two weeks. I get that this wasn't a real week. Um, and Bateman's still dropping balls. And I think Todd Bowles – and this will be one of the questions we asked Bobby D. And you're not going to want to miss it at 430. Is mm. He basically tells you on Friday what's going to happen on Sunday, or in this case he's going to tell you on Thursday what's about to happen three hours later. I think Todd Bowles still sits back and – like, I think he plays a lot of zone. I think he, he protects these young corners, and he puts them in situations where he keeps everything in front of them. And I think he'll be somewhat content with the Ravens to try to ground and pound it. Um, and I do keep coming back to, to those scenarios. I don't know that Todd – maybe – I don't know that Todd Bowles is going to blitz Lamar as much as some other people have because he has no corners. I think he'll sit back, let his linebackers try to handle the running backs in the, in the, uh, in the ground game and the passing game and try to keep everything in front of a depleted secondary. You can easily play a lot more conservative given the fact that they're so banged up, but 
who on this Ravens offense scares you from a receiving standpoint? Mark Andrews clearly isn't 100%. He didn't practice all this week. And then outside of him, Bateman's just coming back. And we've talked ad nauseum about the receiver depth. Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, maybe you can take the top off once tonight. But the Bucks, they could maybe impl- uh, employ what the Browns did, where the Ravens didn't have a great yards per carry at all with those 44 carries. It was 3.6. And you only gave up 23 points. I think if you're Todd Bowles, you'll take that, Ken. Uh, yeah. The other thing is this Tampa team, and defensively, they've got names you know and names that used to be really good. But, like, De- Devin White, who I thought at one point was the best middle linebacker in football, he has not been playing great football this year. Now, that doesn't mean that he can't come out tonight and play at a high level, but it is a short week. That When you look at Tampa Bay, and I think Baldy, we'll talk to him about this later in the show, he was talking about that during his breakdowns this week on Twitter, was commenting on that Tampa Bay defense. They don't look like we were used to seeing it. Uh, like I said, this is the perfect opportunity for the Ravens, Jason, to take advantage of them. It's just whether or not they can take advantage of them. Look, it's a limited offense right now. It is, and again, on the road, short week against a team that's won the Super Bowl two years ago and still may be a factor when it's all said and done. I'm not sure, short of corners or not, I'm not sure this is the week that all of a sudden we're talking about the evolution of the Ravens' passing game again. I, I, I just don't, my gut is that that's not where they are as a staff right now, and they've got nine days between games to worry about what the next half of Ravens football looks like. I think they are who they are right now. I think this is a triage game where both teams are dealing with less Uh than a full deck. And I think it's a keep it simple, stupid game. Part of the reason I like the under here. I don't think either of these teams wants to come out and play at high tempo. Um, I do think Tampa early on is going to try to throw themselves to a lead because given where the Ravens offense is right now, and given that I think Bowles just wants to sit back and let them run the ball anyway. I, I think that's what they're going to aspire to. Um, and they got to figure out some things. You know, Byron Leftwich, you don't have to hand the ball off on first down all the time. Like, early down play action is all the rage in the league. you got mm-hmm. one of the all-time great quarterbacks, maybe the greatest ever, I would say, and they're not doing it. We have a very special game day Thursday lineup for you. We, we do finish an hour early because Baltimore Game Day Uncensored pregame starts at 5, myself and Bob Haney, and then from 6 to 8, it is Tim Barbalace and Vinny Serrato. Mike Preston will be calling in during the last two hours. But guest-wise, we'll go behind enemy lines. Gene Decker off the voice of the Buccaneers joins us at 2.30. Odyssey NFL Insider will talk football with Brian Baldinger at 3.30. Get our best bets with Lucy Burge at 4 and Bobby DePaul, ultimate football guy, Jason, at 4.30. Happy hour comes a little earlier, guys, but that's that's not a bad thing. And, again, we're here at the Green Turtle and Gambrels. Yep. We've already partaken in the wonderful food as we yes. tend to do we don't wait around for that no nah. um we're fat guys we we, yeah, we eat all the time and uh yeah it's gonna be hopping here hey coming up next the people demanded it we bring it to you because if nothing else we're about the people they wanted x factors we give them x factors that's next here on the fan inside access with jason Ken. Your front row seat to all Baltimore sports. Inside access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. The ragamuffin gunners returning home like a hungry runaway. Great song, Lost in the Flood. We are live here at the Green Turtle and Gambrels. Come on out and see us as. Uh, 
will be here. The, the fan will be here till 8 o'clock as Baltimore Game Day Ancestral pregame starts at 5. And just to remind the people, week after week one, we were remiss. We forgot. It's on us. We did not do X Factors. And show people, almost went down. Full, full disclosure, we, we almost closed up shop. Well, the after people that. that weekend, we were inundated <laughs> with texts and tweets and really? Facebook messages. Said, guys, where's X Factor? So we said, our bad. Our bad. X Factors. They've been back with a vengeance. They ever are since. back. So you want me to get started? Well, that's how we usually do it. All right. I, my this fir- is your, you live for this. My first one is Justice Hill yeah. because I can't buy Gus Edwards having a big game on four days rest after coming back from a major injury. Uh, I, I think Justice Hill is going to carry the load tonight for the Ravens as far as non-Lamar Jackson running backs. Uh, he is an X Factor for me as well. I'm guessing for you too, T-Bone. I don't want to speak for the bone, but I have a strong feeling here. <laughs> Uh, Speak for the bone. He, he obviously plays a big role. <laughs> Excuse me on special teams. Um, he was very effective with the ball in his hand Sunday. I think he would have had more volume if not for the fumble. They certainly would have ran more offensive plays if not for the fumble. Um, it looked like he was taking over to be the closer to help burn that clock. Um, he's explosive. He's elusive, and he should have a role in the passing game tonight. Now, does that fumble hold him back? And we forget, he's coming off injury, too, So, but not, obviously, to the extent of Dobbins and Gus. So, yeah, there's a lot of X-factor-ish X stuff with him, Bone. I think I, I may just start calling you yeah, Bone. Yeah, no, I like it. I you like it. I dig it. Bad to the Bone. Yeah, five touches. I'm expecting a lot more than that. And he missed the Giants game when King on Drake uh, went off for over 100 yards. But the Buffalo game, he had 10 touches, eight carries, two catches. I want to see him duplicate that tonight. I, I would not be opposed at all for him to lead running backs and touches. And we know, because we didn't mention it to this point, obviously he is their best pass protector. Oh, back, yeah. And yeah. it ain't close. Go on Twitter. Just just put Ty, uh, Justice Hill in the thing. Depleting people. Watch him knock down defensive ends. Uh, I guess I'll continue because I have another offensive guy. We talked about Tampa not playing to a high level this year defensively, but Vita Vea Vita Vea is still a stud. Uh, he's as good as any interior defensive lineman not named uh, but the, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum's going to have his hand full tonight. I think he's an X factor. That's a good one. That is a good one. Um, I did not go with Linderbaum. I only went with two for the Ravens. Wow. I went. I just did two and two. Um, it's a short week. It's tough. It's tough on everybody. Yeah, it is. You know? My crack research staff didn't have as much time to prepare. <laughs> By that, I mean me. Uh, no, I, I'm definitely well prepared for this show. I went with Travis Jones. I think the Clay's Campbell injury is a big deal. Um, uh-huh. That's an on-field coach. Not injury, illness. R- illness, sorry. Absence. Let's just yeah. Uh, he's a rally the troops guy. He can help see things on the field. He can help get people lined up. Um, he's obviously the leader of that defensive front, and others are going to have to step up. And I think Matabike has a body of work where you can expect some things. But I'm, I'm, I, look, I don't think the Bucks are going to keep running the ball 3.01 yards per carry to nowhere. No. So that means not as much Broderick Washington. I think the volume for Jones is going to go up. Yep. Um, and can he find a way to impact? The interior of the Bucks O line, which is garbage. Yes, it is. With no Jensen, with no Ali Marpet, like it's garbage. No, Kappa, Kappa is yeah, it? Capo left free agent. So they're really struggling right now. Their left guard play has been horrendous. Um, and can can Jones make a play or two? 
more simpatico there. Yeah, they're starting left guards out as well. And Travis Bobby Jones- D thinks that was a demotion without making it a demotion. Uh, well, oh, he that's thinks that's a fake injury. Guy. Hey, hey, because that's how bad this well, dude's no, been playing. Oh, that's a long tease. He's coming on in two hours, Jason. Yeah. You don't want to steal his thunder. But no, Travis Jones. He played a season-high, career-high, 38 snaps against the Giants, and that one was when he was really effective. He had four tackles, two quarterback hits, had a sack. His snaps went down considerably last week to 23. With Calais Campbell being out, he's going to have to shoulder a lot of that load, and I think he's going to have to come up big for the Ravens. But sticking on the D-line slash edge, come on, man, it's JPP revenge oh, game. That's a good one, oh, a good one Bone. Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, Bone. Last couple games, not exactly filling up the stat sheet. He did have a knockdown um, against the Browns, but we know Tom Brady gets the ball out quick, guys. He's yeah. Maybe not as quick as Big Ben, but he gets the ball, ball out comes very out fast. fast. Jason Pierre-Paul ball comes out fast, Bone. when Cordell was on Baltimore Game Day Daily, he was talking about how JPP, he is revved up for this revenge game, felt a little slighted by the Bucks not bringing him back. I think JPP gets a sack tonight. Jim. Oh, is this a short week and he's an older dude I, and hey he's man, his legs on I know, He gets up for this game. Mind, he said, he said, he said the game so far is his preseason. He's, it's go time. He said this is go time. As we strive for consistency, I've got Patrick Queen as an X factor. The guys put together really good football of late, mm-hmm. but it, can he continue doing that? Good question. Because uh, as we did the poll, we put the poll out. Thirty-five percent of the people were not confident. So let's see if if Patrick Queen can continue as he put it, stack good performances. Stack them. Uh, I'm Ra- out of Ravens. Yeah, so. you have any other Ravens, T. I'll I'll give you this Raven. This is a. X factor, especially considering he played three plays last last week. How about Brandon Stevens oh, on a he, short week? I, I scratched with, him out. Mark, he was there though. with Marcus Peters being banged up. I could easily see yeah. his snaps not being close to one hundred percent. Stevens, a bigger bodied guy. You got big bodied receivers for the Bucks, and I think uh, Brandon Stevens is going to be on the outside quite a bit this. Had time. I gone with three, had I not gone two and two, he would have been my third Raven. I, I have one more Raven, and he's a guy that I would have never. Put as an X factor, but he don't look right, oh. and it's a short week. Oh. Marcus Peters is an oh, X factor. Okay, okay. Marcus Peters is, is a guy what, that. What were you is, thinking, Bone? Is, is, I was thinking Lamar Jackson. I thought oh. he was going to Lamar Jackson. Oh. No. <laughs> I do two offense, two defense. Now Marcus Peters was getting beat by Donovan Peoples Jones last yeah. week. It's a short week. The quads bothering him. Mar- uh, Mike Evans is an absolute stud when he catches the ball. I think he's better than well, anything. Godwin's the one who'll run by you. Yeah, but, but Godwin, eh, Godwin's sort of underneath. I'm worried about Evans going by him, like or bodying him up. I, well, I, that I, I just think it's this could be a big Mike Evans game tonight. It could be. Um, I have two bucks. One Rashad White. Uh, I don't think back. they're going to run the ball a ton, but I, I I like this kid and what he's given them in the past game the last couple of weeks. And to T-Bones, or to Gigi's point about Patrick Queen, I, I think they're going to want to try to get this kid isolated on Patrick Queen. I think Tom Brady's going to be all about high percentage passes and things underneath, and they don't have tight ends, so let's activate the running backs a little more in the passing game. Um, I don't know that it makes sense to hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette 18 times going nowhere, but I think Rashad White will have an interesting role in this game. And you brought up their linebacker play. Um, Levante David might be losing a step. Levante mm-hmm. David, if you recall, got matched up on Kelsey quite a bit in that game, the one where Kelsey had four touchdowns and looked like he could have had six. Uh-huh. Can, can he in a short week do something against Andrews? Now, I don't think Andrews 100% either. But I think, you know, this team, when it's going well, it's led by those that, that linebacker tandem. Um, 
And what can Levante David in particular do, the older of the two, in a short week? Inside access live from the Green Turtle in Gambrels. Coming out and see us. The fan will be here until 8 o'clock. But coming up next, we'll talk more about these Buccaneers if the Ravens play tonight. The voice of the Buccaneers, Gene Deckeroff. We'll get to the. We'll try to get to the bottom of what's wrong with this offense. Tom Brady, is it just father time catching up? We'll ask Gene Deckeroff next here on the fan. Inside access on the fan. Jason, Ken, and the third member. I'm Tim Barbalace. It's Inside Access. Oh, he's terrible. He's a hack. 105.7 The Fan. Ravens versus Buccaneers tonight, Thursday night football. Amazon Prime is where it is television-wise, but you can watch it locally on WMAR Channel 2, and we're going behind enemy lines now as we head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. The voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Gene Deckerhoff, joins us now. And, Gene, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. So I guess we'll start with this. How surprising has it been the offense, the Tampa Bay offense, just not looking right through the first uh, third of this season? No, for a team that led the National Football League in total offense, a quarterback that led the league in completions, attempts, Touch, uh, touchdowns and yards passing. Uh, we certainly are a different-looking team this year than we were a year ago, and uh, can't put a finger on it. We can't score in the first quarter. We can't convert third downs. And in the red zone, we are having the worst season we've had probably in the last six or seven years. So those are some problems you've got to correct if you want to win football games in the National Football League. And hopefully hopefully somebody can punch the right button to get this thing turned out. Tom Brady's press conference this week, he was very positive. He's the most positive quarterback, I think, of any team that's three and four in the league. But uh, uh, he feels like that the, this team's going to come around and it's a marathon, not, not, a, not a sprint. And, uh, of course, you know, that's coach speak. That's uh, professionals. That's, that's a 45-year-old quarterback talking after uh, playing 23 years in the league. So we'll see how it, it shapes up. But right now the Bucks are not playing good offense. And last week, uh, uncharacteristically, Gave up three plays of longer than 25 yards on the ground, including a 60-yarder that set up the Carolina Panthers' first touchdown. It's uh, it's very unusual for the Buccaneers to surrender a long run like that. Uh, we've been the leaders in the league against the run for a number of years, and this year we're just not not as not as successful. Gene, I want to stay on the offensive side of the football. How much do yeah. you attribute the offense's struggles to the offensive line, a unit that's been extremely banged up? They lost Alex Kappa in the offseason. And Ali Marpet. Yeah, yeah. How much do you attribute uh, the O-line struggles to the offense? Well, they're doing a decent job protecting Tom Brady in the pass game, but we're not getting anything on the ground. Uh, when, when, when you go 0 for 4 on, on third down and fourth down and, you know, less than two, uh, that, that you have to point fingers at the offensive line. Uh, uh, how about this? Leonard Fournette is having awful success on third down yardage, uh, short yardage, and, and Rashad White, a rookie, is having more success. Figure that one out. But uh, yeah, uh, Luke Gedecky is out this week with a foot injury, and he's been taking the, uh, the slings and arrows of the fans, saying you know he's the weak link in the offensive line. He's a rookie. I mean, and he played against four consecutive Pro Bowl defensive tackles. He, he, he's learning under fire. He, he is going to miss this game. That means Nick Leverett, who's only in his second year, a college free agent draft, uh, uh, is going to start probably at left guard. I believe that's what Coach Bowles is going to do. So uh, 
uh, we'll find out is Gedeke the uh, is he the reason why the Lions not doing the job or not? He has surrendered five quarterback sacks, and I understand the uh, the, the analyst, uh, the the, the gen, gen set folks say that's the most sacks allowed by an offensive lineman. So, um, uh, yeah, but but uh, again, the Buccaneers are only ten sacks allowed. Get it? He's allowed half of them, according to what the the, the, the researchers say. Uh, I'm not so sure he's allowed five sacks, but uh, yeah, that's that. You got Robert Hainsey replacing a Pro Bowl tack uh, center. Uh, Ryan Jennings, uh, Ravens fans are familiar with Ryan. He played for you guys. Yes. He, he was probably the heart and soul of that offensive line. It wasn't Ali Marpet who was a solid. I mean, he was a Pro Bowl uh, guard as well. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't Kappa. The heart and soul of that offensive line was Ryan Jennings. He goes down to the very first, very very second day of preseason camp, and uh, we really miss number one his leadership on the line. Number two his experience. Number two his tenacity. And number uh, number number four, maybe his his nastiness. We miss all of that in the offensive line. And again, uh, that that's where you that's where you win games. You know, fellow, the old cliche. And I've been doing this a few years, but uh, I, I think ever since year one, the old cliche is the football games are one of the trenches. And right now, that that offensive trench is uh, probably the weakest link on the team. And I'll tell you another another thing, guys, is that. Uh, We've had an awful lot of players that are unavailable. You got you got a, mm-hmm. a Pro Bowl, an All Pro, a soon to be Hall of Fame uh, wide receiver, Julio Jones. He's played in just two games, only one game where he was significant. That was in the season opener against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, had 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 a great game there. We said, "Oh boy, Julio's back." Then he, he got injured in that game. We didn't see him in game week three, week two, week three. He came back briefly in week four, caught one pass for seven. He's missed the last two. Now, today he is a game-day decision tonight, and we'll see if Julio Jones can play. Uh, wide receivers took a, a big – of that, that wide receiver room was decimated. I think they were all on crutches the first four weeks of the season, including Julio. Russell Gage is out with a hamstring tonight. He's making an awful lot of money, a first-year Buccaneer, a former Atlanta Falcon. And uh, Chris Godwin, I don't think, is 100%. They say that if you're not 100%, they're not going to clear you to play. But I don't think Chris Godwin is completely healed from his uh, – uh, reconstructed knee surgery last December, but he's given it all. I mean, he was targeted 13 times last week, made four catches, but uh, he's not he's not making the long catches that he has made earlier in his career. I, I think his longest catch last week was maybe uh, seven or eight yards. Uh, did get a first down or two, but uh, yeah, that wide receiver. And then Mike, Mike Evans, an uncharacteristic drop. I think that's been seen yeah. by everybody that watches NFL football. Uh, the receiving core needs to step up and uh, help Tom Brady out, make some catches with when they have a chance. Gene, with the issues in the trenches running the ball and with them running for just 3.01 yards per carry, do do you think this is the week where maybe they lean into a little more early down play action, throwing the ball more on first down? I know Byron Leftwich was kind of questioned about that, and he he kind of uh, seemed to suggest that there's not much to it, but the rest of the league is kind of leaning into it. It seems like, and you and, and you hit it right on the head. It seems like Tom Brady is more comfortable in that tempo offense, that up tempo uh, thing, the play action pass. But to, to to make the play action pass fool the defense, <laughs> you got to be able to run the football. And you know, I think yeah. most defensive coordinators will give up three yards a carry and, and force you into a fourth down and want to make you punt. But uh, it's a it's a complimentary game. Uh, in, in, in right now, not, nothing is complimentary. In, in this Buccaneer offense. Now, I did see where uh, in that question, at that press, I watched the press conference. I live in Tallahassee, but I watched the press conferences on, on, on via Zoom on the computer, and they're all they're all on, 
on YouTube if you want to see what they say this week. But uh, he, he did indicate that maybe there was a, would be a change, and uh, I think that the offense might like that. We, uh, let's find out what's wor- what, what we have been doing the last two weeks against teams we yeah. should have beaten by at least two touchdowns has not worked. So maybe there will be a change, and uh, I hope so because this is, you know, on paper this Buccaneer team is as good as any of the league. In the preseason, the Bucks were a contender for the Super Bowl, and right now I think uh, they're calling us a pretender for the Super Bowl. Uh, we've not had uh, real good luck on Thursday nights. I think uh, Coach Harbaugh has uh, had phenomenal success on Thursday nights. It's a short week for everybody, and I I would think that the home team would would have a little bit of advantage because mm-hmm. you don't have to travel, you know, on Wednesday like the Ravens did yesterday. But we'll find out. Uh, it's it's a prime time game, and that just generally brings out the best in pro football. Although I, I, I've I've won, I've watched the Thursday night games, uh, uh, I guess on Amazon Prime, and to get into that, you got to get out of regular cable, so you can't flip flap flip flop back and forth during the commercials, which I always do. Uh, don't tell the advertisers that. But uh, uh, but uh, you can't once you get into Amazon Prime, you got to stay there. And uh, yeah. I've not seen real exciting football in the last, uh, what, what was it, one with uh, just uh, field goals made, no touchdowns, but that's the Denver game, I believe. But uh, I, I digress. I, I think it's going to be a, I, I think this primetime game might bring out a better Buccaneer team than what we have seen. I know in the season opener against Dallas, we look like, uh, golly, we're going to win 17 games and go to the Super Bowl. But uh, since then, we have not played that well. Talking to Gene Decker, Office Inside Access here on the fan. Gene, you mentioned you're in Tallahassee, and you're the voice of the Bucks, and also the voice of Florida State. I am just curious, and maybe it's because I'm I'm demented, but say hypothetically speaking, and follow me for a second, the Bucks are playing in Seattle. Florida State's in Boston College. Are you doing both games? And if so, when do you sleep? No, that was that was uh, to, uh, that was pre-COVID uh, when that took place, and I had a plane cancel on me and had to Uber from. Tallahassee to Atlanta and catch a six o'clock Alaskan Airlines flight to get to Seattle before kickoff. But uh, uh, that's history. And, and I no longer, I retired from Florida State uh, in April of this year uh, after okay. uh, 43 years of football and 33 years of doing two games on weekends. And uh, so no, no more basketball, no more Florida State. But ironically, my Florida State team is four and three. My Buccaneers team is three and four. Figure that one out. But uh, no, yeah, that that was a great run. And uh, I've, I've got let's see the, the last trip to London. I did a quarter at Clemson. Flew on a, a little jet plane to Atlanta, and then across the ocean. Uh, got to the stadium forty five minutes before kickoff. And uh, uh, the, the the previous one was uh, I did a half of a game against the Maryland Terrapins in Tallahassee. and flew on a little plane up to Atlanta and across the ocean and uh, got to Wembley three hours before kickoff, which is a luxury. But uh, no, no more of those. It's strictly, in fact, uh, I, uh, the, the Sunday games, those those away games on Saturday night, like, uh, for example, the uh, I just saw the, the FSU-Miami game is going to be in Miami. at uh, It's going to be a, uh, a 7.30 kickoff. The team will not return to uh, get back to Tallahassee until about 3.30 in the morning, and the uh, Bucks play the L.A. Rams that Sunday. That's next Sunday, and uh, Sunday week. And uh, my wife and I would get up at six o'clock and start driving toward very little sleep. But those those were the those were the killers. And I guess when you turn seventy seven, you decide to slow down a little bit. You know. Uh, oh, well, Gene, you we, earned it, brother. Yeah, man, that, that's impressive. We got one more. <laughs> we we hey, got hey, one more I've, question. I've, I've seen some great football over the years, and I hope to see some better football in the last half of this season. <laughs> <laughs> One last question for you, and it, it's not a sports question, yeah. but it, it's a question that we ask every guest that joins the show for the first time. Help settle debate between us men here. Uh, are you a bar soap or body wash person? A what? What type? Bar soap or body wash? Bar, yes. Bar soap. Bar soap. Oh, of course. 
Darn right. Well, sir, you're uh, a wise man. Yeah, this this has been great, Chief. Thank that you makes so much. Be wise or not, guys. Yes, it does. It does. In my hand, if you know what I mean. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, sir. Gene, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate right, it. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the Thank game. You. Enjoy the game tonight. We will. Thanks. Gene Decker off the voice of the Buccaneers. We'll come back. Northern exposure, and when is it not good to hear from Mike Tomlin? Well, we're going to hear from the coach of the Steelers next here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. Northern Exposure on Inside Access. Sponsored by Plaza Ford. See why customers have trusted Plaza Ford for more than 85 years. Get quality vehicles and superior service at Plaza Ford. Bel Air Road in Bel Air or online at PlazaFord.com. Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman traverse the AFC North. 105.7. You know, we got to get more pressure on the quarterback. Um we got to find ways to do that, and particularly when you're faced with the challenge that we're faced with this week from a quarterback mobility standpoint. Um, we got to get home more, um, and so that's, you know, that's that's something that that could increase the turnover opportunities um, that we lacked, particularly last week. Mike Tomlin talking about his team and their defense as the Pittsburgh Steelers getting ready. Well, they take on the Philadelphia Eagles, don't they? That's that's going to be a tough one. It's a 1 o'clock game in Philly. T.J. Watt has been practicing this week. I I guess he gets activated for this game, Jason. But that defense is not your it's not your grandfather's Steelers. It's not. But, look, they've held things relatively in check since that embarrassment in Buffalo. Now, this is a tough spot for them against the Eagles. That line has crept north of 11. Pittsburgh used to be Blitzburg. Not anymore. No. They're bottom eight team in the league blitzing. I would point this out, though. Jalen Hurts against the Blitz this year, 33rd in the NFL with a 66.7 rating, no touchdowns, one interception. 33rd? 33rd. More than 32 people yeah. have started enough to qualify. Wow. 33rd. 66.7 rating, completing just 53.8% of his attempts. T- uh, 10 sacks on 52 dropbacks. I would suggest the Pittsburgh Steelers, at this point, with not a whole lot to lose, T.J. Watt or not, bring six against this guy and see what happens. Um, if they do enough of that, I think they might be able to muddle this up and keep it relatively close. Because, again, I think the defense has started to figure a few things out. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts coming off a bye looks pretty tough. I think you need to attack his vulnerabilities. And I wonder if this is a game where the Steelers change their tendencies a little bit because of the opponent. You got to. And Mike Tomlin, he's that old school coach, maybe not as analytically driven as John Harbaugh by any stretch of the imagination. This is a game where... Like you said, Jason, they have to break tendency. Maybe you see some more aggressive fourth down calls by Tomlin. Kenny Pickett cannot be turning the ball over at the alarming rate that he has been. I mean, he's got seven interceptions already. You're going against the very solid Eagles defense that just got even better, uh, bringing in Robert Quinn. That trade got executed yesterday. Steelers defense is going to have to lead the way in order for the uh, Pittsburgh to have a chance in this game. More from Mike Tomlin. You mentioned Jalen Hurts. Uh, Coach, what do you think of that quarterback? Man, I just got so much respect for him um, in the way he plays the position, his intangible quality, um, his leadership skills, 
his prudent decision making, his prudent use of, of mobility at the position. Um, it's all it's all really good, and and that's why they have very little negativity in their offense. They utilize his mobility schematically in situational moments. Um, it's challenging for the defense on possession downs in the tight red. I think he's got six touchdowns uh, via the ground. They can do a lot. They Well, we talked a lot yesterday about Howie Roseman, the job he's done putting a team around Jalen Hurts and adding A.J. Brown. He's got Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. And Miles Sanders is having a nice year. They're coming off the bye, so they should be well, relatively fresh, Jason. Yeah, they should be. Um, now, look, they're going to lose a game here. Uh, of course. That's, uh, I don't know that it's this week coming off a bye, but it, it's, it's around the corner. This league is too... There's too much parity. There's too little separating these teams for somebody to go much longer without catching an L. Um, the Eagles do this weird thing, though. They don't start games great. They destroy you in the second quarter. And then in some of these instances, they're hanging on for dear life a little bit in the fourth quarter like the Arizona game. Um, it's an interesting spot. I, I don't know that this is a blowout. I I. I don't know that this is a blowout. Um, I think the Eagles win. Uh, and I'll be interested to see what the Eagles do with Darius Slay. Do you just stick him on Pickens all game? Because whoever they decide to put him on, that person basically doesn't show yeah. up in the box score. And Pickens has really emerged yeah. in recent weeks after Jerry Dulac. Remember we had him on in August, yeah. and he was the most impressive rookie he's seen uh, during his time covering the Steelers. But – to your point, Jason, the Eagles, they only have two wins by ten or more points, and that was week two and three. Even Jacksonville, they beat by eight. Arizona, they beat by three. So it's not a given that they're just going to come in and beat the brakes off the Steelers, but you have to give Jalen Hurts credit. And you said this yesterday, Ken, I completely agree. I never thought he was going to be this type of player coming out of Alabama. And then um, with Hurts, look how much. Completion percentage increased by 5%. His interceptions are down. His yards per attempt's up by over a yard. His yards per game through the air is almost up 50 yards. I mean, the growth that he's had in year three has been amazing. One more about uh, Coach Tomlin. What about that Eagles team as a whole? Um, undefeated group in their venue um, is an awesome challenge. Um, I see some really tangible reasons why they're undefeated, to be quite honest with you. Uh, they're plus 12 in the turnover game. Uh, they've gotten 14 turnovers on defense. Um, they got corners who are a veteran group. They're highly ball aware. They got good ball skills. Um, they got a front that applies pressure and creates a, an environment where, where turnovers happen. Um, they're highly ball aware. He mentioned twice they're highly ball aware. And also that, pre that front added Robert Quinn and, uh, that's a position where you just see, you can line him up and just say see ball get ball. He doesn't. It's not like playing wide receivers where he's got to learn the plays. You can bring him in in short passing situations and let him run. Now, granted, he's only got one sack this year, but he's going to a team that's got other guys. He's probably going to be single teamed. All I keep thinking is Peter Ballaware. Peter Ballaware, yeah, get very it? good Raven. Ballaware, yeah, very good Raven until injuries kind of ended his Ball career. Yeah. That's a dad joke. Yeah, I'm a dad. Hey, Three times dad. over. It checks yeah. out. It checks yeah, out. It does check out. Oh, one, one quick clarification. Uh, Jalen Hurts transferred oh, to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> he, <laughs> but, like, yeah, some of those numbers, right? Yeah. Like, 
the the turnover margin that high. Like that stuff tends to regress to the mean. I, I feel like plus this, twelve. Yeah, through I mean six through, games. Yeah, this Eagles thing is going to it's insane. At some point, they're a good team. They're not this good. Yeah, no, this absolutely. Isn't the right. 2007 Patriots. No. Hey, we are live at the Green Turtle and Gambrels. Coming out and see us. We go till five. Then Baltimore game down sets a pregame from five to eight. So the fan is here till eight o'clock. Coming out the Green Turtle and Gambrels. Beautiful location. Come on out. But coming up next, a Friday staple. It's our six pack of bold predictions for tonight's game. It's on a Thursday because the Ravens are playing on a Thursday, and we give them to you next here on the fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 